not just to be a show, God, but to minister to the people, to give them uh, answers to their questions. I pray that you would anoint my brother as he speaks, God. He's written this book that you've given him. You've given him the inspiration to write it. you gave him the wisdom and the knowledge. And now I pray that you give him what he needs to articulate it in a way that will cause people's lives to be changed and that they would be hungry for the word in a way that they would transform not only the way that they live, but the way that they think. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And amen. Amen. All right, we're getting ready to go live. Okay. All right. Dr. Dennis Woods, welcome to Can We Have a Conversation? How's it going? It's good. It's so good to be back with you and all of the listeners around the world and wherever people are tuning in. Listen, we're about to have us a good time for real, though. Yes, sir. I've had so many people uh, comment on uh, your last show and just they, they enjoyed uh, what you had to say. Uh, they they enjoyed. Uh, actually, some people have bought your book, and I just want to tell you that uh, they've been asking for the part two. We have Love Bay this time that's joined us uh, right off the top. They weren't able to catch us last time. They caught like half of it. And so, Facebook, uh, we are hosting a show. Uh, my show, can we have a conversation? And uh, we're talking about uh, Dr. Dennis Woods' book. And I'm going to let him share a little bit about uh, what he has written and why he's written it. And and so um, last time I've given him an introduction. So if you don't if you don't know who he is, you can go back to the YouTube channel. and You can see that last show that we did and it will tell uh, who he is and, and what he does. Dr. Dennis Woods, so you're on, sir. Uh, kind of introduce yourself and just kind of share uh, your title, your book and, and what caused you to write the book. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, Dr. Dennis James Woods. Uh, I've been studying eschatology. Eschatology, big theological word, it just basically means the study of the last, the final things, the end times, that type of thing, end time prophecy. I, I started this uh, interesting fascination with this subject when I was a young sailor uh, aboard the USS England, uh, which, is a, which is a cruiser in the United States Navy. Uh, while I was out at sea, I, I read my first Hal Lindsey book. Hal Lindsey is a big uh, end-time prophecy writer. I think it was, the book was Late, Late Great Planet Earth. And uh, I just fell in love with it at that point. So since about 1976, I've been studying this subject. And um, my first book uh, actually was written and published while I was on staff at the Milwaukee Rescue Mission. Uh, that happened in about 1994. Uh, my first book published on this subject was called Unlocking the Door to Key to Biblical Prophecy, and uh, where I talked about some of the problems with one of the most popular uh, uh, rapture doctrines, which is the pre-trib rapture theory, which most Christians, I think, would probably uh, have been taught that position. So uh, while I was... Uh, there on, uh, they, the, my publisher was flying me around the country. I know I did interviews on WNBI. They flew me out to the East Coast and Florida, stuff like that. I had a great time because I had this new book out, right? I was the, I was the star of the mission. I was their star kid flying around, right? And so, right. Uh, and when I came back, I uh, enrolled in Trinity Evangelical uh, Divinity School uh, up in Brookfield, Wisconsin. And I took uh, a 
a revelation course by a esteemed scholar by the name of D.A. Carson. Uh, Dr. Uh, Donald Carson is responsible for a lot of commentaries. He's got, it, it, just just look him up. He's, he's, he's one of the big wigs uh, so far as uh, New Testament theology. And I wrote a paper disputing two of the top Dallas Theological Seminary uh, scholars uh, by the name of Dr. John Walvoord and Dr. Uh, J. Dwight Pentecost. Both of those men are going home, going home to be with the Lord now. But the uh, thing is, is they're, they are what is called dispensationalists. And dispensationalists have uh, a, uh, uh, in their rapture theory, it's called pre-tribulation rapture theory. And the pre-tribulation rapture theory basically says that before most of the events of the book of the Revelation, uh, the church will be gone, and they have their, they have a, a, a number of arguments that they use for that position, but it is, uh, like all of the positions, should still be categorized as a theory, and there's reason why it's a theory, because this stuff hasn't happened yet, we're not sure how everything is going to pan out, and so uh, the most popular rapture theory is the pre-trib theory. I found there were some difficulties with it, there were some assumptions that were made about the Holy Spirit being taken, and that he was restraining the revealing of the Antichrist, and which they didn't have any scriptures to prove. So when I wrote these scholars, uh, they, 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 I called them out on quite a few of the points that they made. And as a matter of fact, I put that communication in one of my books. I released two books. One is called You Must Know the Times, uh, Answers to 25 Essential Questions on End Time Prophecy. That's the one we're basically talking about tonight. And the other one is called Revelation Revolution, The Antichrist, Angels, and the Abyss. And that's the book that is the theological argument where I included their letters to me, our, our communications, the paper I sent to them where they, they marked it up in, the, in their own handwriting and some of the things they said. I included that in the appendix of my book because I, I knew if I claimed what they said and didn't put it in the book, people would never believe that these are things, uh, uh, esteemed theologians said that, so I had to put it in. So, uh, uh, but basically, uh, I, I've been in love with this subject over 40 years, uh, going on 45 years now. So, uh, it, it's been something that has been important to me, and as we get closer and closer to the fulfillment of these times, it is going to be vitally important uh, for people to understand it. And this is why you have a book of Revelation, and this is why a lot of the New Testament covers eschatological material. And so that's my purpose in the earth realm, is to let people know what's going to be happening. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I, I, and the reason I wanted you to, to, to share that was that I wanted people to know that you are a theologian, you are a biblical scholar, and so you're not someone just coming up with some stuff, but you have written books, you have done your research, and you have defended what you have written uh, to biblical scholars and theologians. And so with that said, um, you're, you're, gonna, you're listening to Love Bay Radio, and uh, this is in uh, Canada, Afrobeat Music Radio. And if you have any questions that you want to address uh, Dr. Woods, uh, please call 437-778-3299. Again, 437-778-3299. And you are also listening to the show, Can We Have a Conversation on Facebook Live and YouTube. If you are uh, wanting to ask any questions on Facebook, you just put it in the message and I will answer your question. 
Uh, now we're going to get to the to the meat of this. Uh, you know, I, I asked a question about the end times, uh, Dr. Woods, and and the question that I asked was, if you had a question to ask about uh, the end times, what would it be? And uh, I got Reverend Barbara Jim George, and she said, surprisingly, I don't. She said, I've read so much biblical text about it, heard some few sermons, lessons, etc. And that's my attitude is that it is what it is. One thing I know, I will be with Jesus. That's really all I need to know. What, what do you have to say? Because you, you kind of mentioned this uh, earlier, just in your what you just talked about. What is that? Because um, this is what really most Christians believe, right? Mm-hmm. Well, well, assuming the uh, the person that you were just quoting uh, ascribes to a pre-tribulation rapture theory, uh, then uh, she would she would her statement would be reflective of those of, of many people who basically uh, have been taught that the um, the information in the Book of Revelations from the third chapter on has no relationship to Christianity or the church that we know today the body of Christ, uh, that the church will be raptured, uh, the the uh, church go, doesn't go through any of these things, and um, uh, has no relationship to it, and so therefore, what's happened is, I think an unintended consequence of that, of that ology of uh, pre-tribulationism is that people have a nonchalant attitude uh, uh, about end-time uh, prophecy, they have a nonchalant attitude about eschatology in general, because if your feeling is this doesn't apply to me, well, people always personalize and say it doesn't apply to me. But see, we I don't even think we've gotten close. We have are, are at that point yet, number one. Uh, but the bottom line is, is most Christians skirt the issue by saying it doesn't apply to us, so we don't read it. So. So now a book that's in the Bible that God intended for people to read, people don't read, and a subject that people need to study, they don't study. And because of this, things are happening in the world and events can be happening in the Middle East and in Russia, the United States, uh, with technology and all sorts of things, with pestilence, famines, earthquakes, all these things. And people are not up on what Jesus wanted us to know. See, see, if God didn't want us to know it, then he wouldn't have put it in the Bible. See, the fact that we have the information, uh, and, and let me just say this, I ascribe to the, 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 the premise that the Bible is the word of God. Now, I know you probably have some people out there that are listening who probably don't feel that way, but that's where I'm coming from. That's my worldview. I have a biblical worldview. So, so, so the bottom line is, is a lot of people uh, uh, don't study it because they've been told it doesn't apply. But secondly, a lot of people don't study it because it's a difficult subject. Now, getting back to what the other scholar said, uh, uh, she read a lot of books on it. She's done a lot of study, and there's a ton of information to to uh, shift to uh, uh, shift to. And the bottom the bottom line is is um, uh, uh, there's so many contradicting and conflicting positions that you can be overwhelmed with the subject, and then you can throw your hands up and say, "Listen, no matter what happens." Whether I'm alive when Christ comes or not, 
I'm going to be resurrected uh, so that when the rapture happens, the Bible says the dead in Christ will rise first, and then we that are alive and remain will be caught up together to meet them in a class in the air. So the bottom line is, is no matter when it happens, how it happens, if you are in Christ, if you're born again, you're born with him. So as back to what that person said, is if that was the uh, position that she was taking, and then no matter what you believe, when Christ comes, if you're born again, and the rapture happens, you're gone. So whether you're pre-trib, post-trib, and none of that, it doesn't make a difference. If you died 500 years ago, it doesn't make a difference because the dead in Christ will rise first. And so I think maybe that's where she might have been coming from. If not, it might have just been because he's pre-trib and, oh, well, we're not going to be here. No, you, you got a good point. And a lot of people you know, shy away from uh, Revelation because it is a difficult book to understand. And, you know, and, and it's not the most exciting book to read, you know. And so I, I, I can see your point there. And there was another uh, individual that wrote, um, and she talked about, you know, how, you know, this pandemic and how it's affecting us and how everybody's just blaming it on the pandemic and people are dying. Uh, you know, and even in your book, you talked about this, about, you know, the beats, uh, the mark of the beast and, and uh, the Antichrist and, and how people are, are trying to attach that to uh, COVID-19. Is it, do you want to talk about that? Sure. Well, when the, uh, first of all, in Matthew, in Matthew chapter 24, uh, uh, Luke chapter 21, Mark chapter 13, uh, those are the four, uh, those are the three gospels that talk about Jesus's Mount Olivet discourse. The Mount Olivet Discourse is when the disciples came to him and asked him, Lord, what should, what should be the signs of your coming and the signs of the end of the world slant into the age? And Jesus said, take heed that no man deceive you. Many will come in my name and say, uh, say I am Christ and will deceive many. There will be famines, there will be earthquakes, there will be pestilence and all of these things. So when you start talking about earthquakes and all that, there have always been earthquakes. There's always been famines. Things happen locally and things like that. Yes, they do. But another word that he also used in there is a Greek word by the name of Odin, and it, tra and it, and it translates as birth pains. Now, birth pains, that, 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 that analogy is interesting. It's interesting because birth pains as we know that when a woman is pregnant, when she's the closer she gets to the birth, her contractions start to happen. They start to be more intense and they increase in frequency. So this is how you get an idea that the baby is about to come because of the, and so, and so that's the word that is used when, when, when we, when we, when we see, when we start talking about these events. So yes, there's always been earthquakes. There's always been storms. There's always been pestilence. There's always been wars and stuff between nations. But as we approach the end, things will start intensifying. There'll be a greater frequency, greater intensity and things like that. So things like COVID-19 are interesting because like when we had the smallpox uh, 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 pandemic, uh, back in, I think, in 1918 or something like that, mm -hmm. uh, there were millions of people that died, uh, uh, more than what has died with COVID so far. Millions of people. But the bottom line is, is this. COVID-19 is a little different because this has shut down nations. This has shut down economies. This has shut down businesses. This has shut down governments. This has shut down churches. 
You know, people are really tripping. And so the bottom line is, is when you start seeing pandemics and things start going beyond the norm, we're going to start seeing a lot of first. It's just going to give an example. This last snowstorm that hit the United States, the United States for the, uh, for the first, well, for the first since recorded history, 73% of our country was covered in snow. Now that's never happened before. And that's noteworthy because cities that don't get snow got snow. And they didn't just get a little bit. They got a lot. And they got enough to where it shut the entire city down and start panicking people. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to start seeing more stuff like this. COVID-19 won't be the last thing. There'll be something else. And so as we get closer to the end, we're going to start seeing more of these things at more intensity. And then it, it, everything everything that comes will be a record break. For, for example, last year, I think there were more hurricanes recorded. You know, mm -hmm. the, the, things are going up. We, we're starting to see a lot of these first. We're going to start hitting a lot of these peaks. And so these are signs that, yes, the birth pains have started. Another, another key part of all of this is what's going on in Israel. And mm -hmm. Israel is going to be a key factor. Uh, in all of this, uh, one of the one of the things the Bible talks about is the middle is is the peace treaty that's going to happen. The guy that's going to become the Antichrist is going to broker a peace deal with a lot of nations. He's going to bring these nations all together, and the world is going to think that the world is going to believe they're headed for a, a a period of long peace. But in the middle of this covenant that he makes. In the middle of it, he's going to break it, and he's going to become known as the Antichrist of the Bible, or the beast. And mm. uh, he's going to bring the mark of the beast and all of this. And so Israel is a big key. What Russia does, Russia is, 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 is the Bible. Iran is mentioned in the Bible. So these things, uh, this is why end-time prophecy is so, so important, because a lot of the stuff that we're hearing on the news, actually the Bible talks about. So... So, so when when you, this is for the person that is unchurched, mm -hmm. uh, has no understanding of what the Antichrist is, what the mark of the beast is, uh, could you explain briefly what is the Antichrist? Well, the the, the, the Greek word Antichristos it just means an an, a, an, a, an opponent of Christ or instead of Christ. Actually, Antichrist will fulfill both of those roles. He will be an opponent. Of Christ in the sense that he will hate he will hate the Jews he will hate Christians and he's gonna go on an onslaught of terror and, 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 and wiping those people out just like Hitler did with the Jews in Europe and just like Antiochus Epiphanes in 167 BC did the king of Syria did with the Jews which which created the, ho the, ho the holiday Hanukkah see Hanukkah is a result of a king trying to wipe out the Jews. So Hitler wasn't the first one. And so, so the bottom line is, is a lot, all of these events uh, have historical uh, references and all of that. So when you, when you uh, bring that into the New Testament times, such as things like the, uh, like the Antichrist, Antiochus Epiphanes, what did it, to, to, to give you a historical perspective, what he did is he went into the Jewish temple. This has happened in 160, 167 BC. He went into the Jewish temple, took a pig, slaughtered it on the altar, 
he erected a pagan idol in the Jewish most holy place where you don't, you don't do any of that. And he desecrated the temple. And not only did he do that, he killed about a million, about a million Jews. And uh, uh, he stopped them from reading the Torah. He stopped them from getting, uh, doing uh, circumcision, anything liturgical or religious. He stopped it. And it caused a revolt. And it was called the Maccabean Revolt. Now, the Christians don't have this book in their Bible, but the Catholics do. And, it's, and you, you have to read about it in 1 Maccabees. And it talks about the, uh, the Maccabean Revolt. There was a gentleman by the name, a guy by the name of, of, of Judas Maccabeus and his brothers. After this king did this Antiochus Epiphanes, what happened is, is they stormed, they took the temple back. It caused a revolt in Israel. So when the so after they cleansed the temple, kicked that the, the Syrian army out of there. You know, Syria, Syria and Israel have been enemies for centuries. This is not new stuff. It goes all the way back to Bible times. Okay, and so the bottom line is, is once they cleansed the temple. Once they did that, they celebrated for eight days. That eight-day celebration is what we know today of as Hanukkah. Okay, that's where Hanukkah come from. And the first Hanukkah celebration, guess what, was on December 25th, the day that Christians ended up uh, adopting as, 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 Christ, as Christmas. But, but anyway, the bottom line is, and so Antiochus Epiphanes is important. He's important because he becomes a prototype of the Antichrist. So in Matthew chapter 24, Jesus said, in Matthew chapter 24, verse 15, Jesus said, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, then, then he said, all hell's about to break loose. So what he's talking about is, in the future, the Jews will have another temple. And in that temple, the Antichrist will walk into the temple, call himself God, and then erect this image of the beast and all of that. So it'll be a replay of what happened in 167 BC because Antiochus Epiphanes was a type of Antichrist. So when Antichrist comes in, he's going to do that. But the first thing he does, he brings all the countries together to the table to set up a peace covenant in Israel. Israel becomes a land of unwalled villages. It's going to bring all the players, the Palestinians, the Syrians, the Iranians, the Russians, all the people that we hear about today that's involved in the Middle East. The Antichrist is going to bring them together almost, almost like what Donald Trump was trying to do. Exactly. And, see, and, and that was one of the things I used to tell people all the time. They said, Donald, Donald Trump is doing this and he's doing that. I said, look, Donald Trump is behaving more like an Antichrist type than anything because Antichrist will be a friend to Israel, but then he's going to turn his back on Israel. And so, so the thing, the interesting thing about that is you can't have a temple built in Israel unless the Jews are back in, in Jerusalem. So what happened was in, in 70 AD, uh, after about 30 years after Jesus was crucified, the Romans came into Jerusalem, they ransacked it, they tore the temple down, just as Jesus predicted in Matthew chapter 24. Now, once they did that, the Jews were scattered around the world, all the different nations. You got black Jews, you got Asian Jews, you got Middle Eastern Jews, you got European Jews. Not, Jews are not all one color. 
or ethnicity because they've been scattered all over. You you wouldn't be able to recognize all of them today. Uh, so we and we know there are black Jews because the Ethiopian Jews went back to Israel uh, 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 back in um, like So the bottom line is is you can't have the Jews being there in the temple and let the Jews come back to Israel. So the Jews had been kicked out of Jerusalem, the Middle East, and scattered around the world ever since 70 AD. But something happened that changed that on May 14, 1948. Bam! Now Jews are back in Israel. They formed their nation in one day, just like it was prophesied in, in Isaiah. Can a nation be formed in one day? And that's exactly what happened. 1948. So now that the Jews are back in Israel and have been for 70 years, eventually they will build their temple. And once mm -hmm. they build that temple, that will be the temple that the Antichrist walks into. But when he walks into it, he's going to declare himself to be God and it's, go and, and it's going to want to be worshipped just like Antiochus Epiphanes did. Wow. You know, I, I got to ask you this question. Um, because uh, why do, do they not preach this in church? And why is people not concerned about hearing this? Because well, people, well, people aren't concerned because if pastors don't teach it, and, and number one, it's a couple of reasons why they don't teach it. Number one, book of Revelation is difficult. Like you said, you, it's, it's hard to raise an offering and hoop off of the beast rising out of the sea, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you're not going to get no amen, brother. You're not going to get many of those. See, when, you, when you're talking about the Antichrist, but see, see what God did. See, this, this is the amazing thing about the Bible prophecy. God sent a human being. Now, now, now Revelation was written right around 90, 96 A.D. He sends a man 2,000, at least 2,000 years into the future, lets him see what's going to happen, let him write it all down so it would be, make it in the, uh, in the canon of our scriptures, which was, which is finally canonized like in 397 AD, right? So, so it had to be, in, get in in the beginning to make it to this point. So now that we have it, we should be very interested in it. But what happens is people talk where it don't apply to Christians. So they undercut the message by putting out that narrative. And then number two, it requires study and research. And the average pastor got his hands tied up with, you know, this family problem with this family and preaching over here and raising funds and keeping the lights on and doing other things out in the community. And, and, and things like es eschatology just go by the wayside. So you, you, don't, you, you, don't, you don't get a lot of people dealing with it, but a lot of people do. Like people like myself, God has us in the earth realm to help out with that. And, and, and I guess I say, when I say a lot of people are not interested, not, not, I shouldn't say, say it in that sense. For instance, I, I post a picture of my daughter and I get all kind of, posts and if I if I'm talking about my family or talking about what I'm doing you know a lot of people are giving thumbs up or you know they, they love it when you talk about a message like this people pass right on by they that they don't want to hear this or they don't seem like and, and maybe it's me they don't seem like they're interested but one person uh, a friend of mine she she asked a question yeah. and, and I want you to answer this question we'll go back to that because I, I want to make sure that uh, her question is asked she says, if you missed the rapture, what do you think the tribulation period would be like? Will people be able to accept the Lord then, even though they missed the boat? 
Okay, well, first of all, that's that's a that's a it's a difficult question because if she see if she's been taught pre-trib, see if you've been taught pre-trib, you're thinking that the church is supposed to be gone already. But actually, the pre-trib is a position is the problem position. The real the real issue is in Revelation 13, the Bible says Antichrist is going to make war against the saints. He's going to make war against the saints. So what pre-trib came along and said was, well, that's those are Christians, but they're not part of the church. See, they, they created another group of believers to accommodate the, the, the way they, they set things out in their eschatological scheme. But that's because they teach that the Holy Spirit is the one who is restraining the revealing of the Antichrist, and he has to be taken out of the way before people can, uh, before the Antichrist can be revealed. So, the way they have it set up, if you're here doing the Antichrist time, you have missed the rapture. But that's not true. See, that's not true. The rapture happens a little bit. See, there will be, when the Antichrist comes on the scene, just like Antiochus Epiphanes did, he's going to persecute Christians. The Bible says the saints are still here. And so that's the issue. Now, get the, the broader question would be this. The broader question would be this. If you are still on earth, regardless of whatever rapture doctrine is, if you do not receive the mark of the beast, there's hope for you. Mm-hmm. If you receive the mark of the beast, that is a one-way ticket to hell, period. There's no coming back from that. So whether a person is raptured or not, the, the, the issue is if you come to Christ and you do not receive the mark of the beast, there's, there, there's hope. But if you get the mark of the beast, according to Revelation chapter 14, that you will you will be thrown into the lake of fire, basically. Receive okay. It. So, so let, let, let me ask a question then. Okay. Uh, so when you say the mark of the beast, you, if you have not received the mark of the beast, what does that mean? Because a lot of people believe that the, the mark of the beast means taking a vaccine, uh, uh, a shot. Uh, it could be, you know, I'm, I'm, people think that. So I, I, so, so I want to talk about that because I want to be clear. What do you mean when you say if you have not received the mark of the beast? Okay. Well, the mark, first of all, uh, when COVID-19 first came out, there was a, a video that went viral around the internet saying that the, uh, the COVID-19 was not a virus. It was actually the, uh, the our body's reaction to the 5G signals that were in the that were in the atmosphere, and that's what it was. It's a completely completely ridiculous. Just I mean, it's just patently dumb. And so, a lot of people picked it up. You see. People often throw around biblical terms without any knowledge of how to use the term, number one. So, they hear about the Antichrist, oh, that Antichrist, but they don't know nothing about the Antichrist. They hear about the mark of the beast, but they throw that term around, but they don't know anything about the mark of the beast, because they haven't read Revelation, they haven't studied eschatology, they don't know the first thing, they wouldn't know the first page to turn to in the Bible when it talks about the mark of the beast. Now, you have a lot of movies. You got a lot of other media out here that informs people about the market of the beast. But this is basically what it is. When the Antichrist comes on when the Antichrist comes on the scene, he is going to be a totalitarian ruler of the world. 
the, the, the governments of the world are going to consolidate their power under one individual. And so in a sense, he's going to be a worldwide dictator. By this time, the one world world, the one world government and the one world banking system will have consolidated by this point and all of the technology that controls our economics, our social security numbers, our bank accounts, and all of that will be monitored and controlled by supercomputers around the world, just like they're doing right now. Now, this, is, this isn't fiction. This is, this is what's going on right now. You know, if you carry a, a credit card or a debit card or, or you have a, a, a cash app, we are now trading with what, is, what they call, what some people call fiat money. This is money that really doesn't exist, but it exists in hyperspace. There's really no dollars being transferred. As a matter of fact, pretty soon we will be off of trading dollars in the United States, like they have done in many countries in Europe, like they're doing in China right now. All of these things are coming to pass. We, this is this is what uh, this is what Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and all of these things are are part of the world headed in a certain direction when it comes to our finances. Exactly. So, so now what's going to happen is you have people, you have supercomputers. You've got computers, supercomputers. One of the uh, supercomputers that exists right now is called Watson. It's IBM. IBM named it Watson because its first president was named Watson. Uh, uh, I forget his last or first name, but his last name was Watson. This computer can read a million books <laughs> like a second. It, it, it's like... And, and, and it has what is called mechanical learning. So what that means is an artificial intelligence. So what that means, it can not only take information and store it, it can actually take the information and use it and make determinations and make outcomes. They use Watson now to help in the medical field to help diagnose cancers that, that humans can't, can't deal with. Artificial intelligence, they... they See now, like they got this a uh, a phone app. I think it's Rocket Mortgage on your phone now. They can you can apply for a mortgage on your phone because on your phone are millions of bits of data that tell a computer who you are, and so you might not know how often you charge your battery or if you let your battery run down that that a, a, a human wouldn't pay attention to that information but a computer would because they would because a computer could understand this person is reliable they're not reliable they pay their bills on time why are they borrowing money uh, uh close to their payday it means they don't manage their money so they can they, what they can do is they can take Billions of bits of information that a human being would not analyze, but a computer could do it in a second of time and make a determination whether you are credit worthy or not. So this is how they're doing this stuff. They're doing mortgages like that now. So, so you take technology like that and you consolidate it, and you and you and, and as they as they get more, as they get better with using artificial intelligence and mechanical learning, where you can talk to your car, I've got a car, I can talk to my car, my talk, car talk back to me and tell it to do things and it'll do it. I mean, we're, we're living in that age now. So by the time Antichrist gets here, world governments are going to consolidate their power under him. He will then uh, 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 have access and control to all of the 
banking information and uh, account information, uh, uh, all that information, and he'll be able to use it. Now, uh, uh, just like someone can determine if you can buy a house or get a car or not by your credit score. So, so, so employers now want to know your credit score. They, they want to have access to your social, uh, your social uh, 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 platforms that you go on. And all of this information is now used. So what's going to happen is eventually in the future, when, when the world is off of trading dollars and, and people losing credit cards and all of that, the mark of the beast will actually be the most advanced best economic system the world has ever known is not going to look evil at all. Antichrist is not going to look evil. He's going to look like a guy that's coming to save the world. And just like people love Donald Trump, even though he did a lot of did a lot of jacked up things, people swear by this man. Even if he can lie, he can steal, he can do anything. They don't care. They back him. This would be the exact same thing that we get when we get with Antichrist. So, the mark of the beast will be a uh, 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 the, the Greek word that, that is used in the Bible for mark is actually a word that means to engrave or to etch something. So it's not a symbolic meaning. This is actually some type of mark that people will get. And the reason why is because the Antichrist is going to want solidarity. He's going to want conformity because it's going to be totalitarianism. And, and Americans aren't used to that. See, we're not used to that because we got rights over here. We got freedom and nobody tells us what to wear and what to do. You know, you got fights folks fights of folks fighting wearing a mask even when it saves people's lives you know because that's just how we are over here but what's going to happen is is this mark much like a, a, a qr code take a qr code for example if you take a qr and i'm not saying the market beast is a qr code but i'm saying like a qr code if you take a qr code that is on a box of cereal that, that qr code is not plugged into anything electronic it is just marked but when it is scanned by something that is hooked into a computer system, then it knows the product, what it costs, what it weighs, what to charge you, the whole nine yards. So the mark of the beast will be something topical that will show conformity to the Antichrist. And the other thing about the mark of the beast, in order to get it, you have to worship Antichrist as God. If you do not get this mark, see, that's the other part. You got to worship him as God because he's going to be worshiping as God. And failing to get the mark of the beast means you will not be able to buy or sell. They'll be able to cut you off financially. And so but this is this is why this subject is so important. Because if Christians are still here, a lot of Christians thinking, well, we're not going to be here. Well, the bottom line is that's just a theory, ladies and gentlemen. And the theory, and this is why I challenge these people, this is why you got to get my book, Revelation, Revolution, the Antichrist, Angels, and the Abyss. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I, I just want to introduce you because there are some other people that just tuned in. You're listening to Dr. Dennis Woods. He's written a book, uh, The Signs of the Times, and uh, I am wanting to, to, to have him on. Can we have a conversation for a few reasons? Uh, I've written, I read his book. Uh, he has 25 questions in this book. And he answers in 120 pages. I mean, he cuts right through the chase. He speaks his very uh, uh, biblically sound, very theologically sound. And so I, I just want to make sure that, that people understand 
the signs of the times. I, I want them to understand what it is that, you know, because the Bible says the people perish because of a lack of knowledge. But you, also, you, hear, you hear people say, well, you know, what you don't know won't hurt you. But that's a lie because what you don't know will hurt you. It will cost you. Right. You know, and so, um, and so, you know, I, I, I really, uh, every time I, I interview, I, I really enjoy talking with you because you really break it down very clear for the labor's term. Uh, right. You know, you, uh, anybody can understand. It's not that um, deep when you break it down. But I mean, okay, let's be, let's face it. You, you're reading Revelation. It's not that clear and precise, you know. And so, you know, you read it for a little bit and you just put it down. Like, I don't understand anything I just read, you know. But... Mm -hmm. But, but you still have to, uh, you know, seek the word and, and to be able to ask God to give you that wisdom, that understanding, that knowledge, because it's not going to go away. It's evident it's going to happen, you know. And so you want to get, the Bible says, all you're getting, get an understanding, you know. But, right. And the thing is, is the closer we get to the times, now, you just bring up a good point. People don't understand it. Well, the, the, it's like the century, Christians in the first century, they didn't understand it. It wasn't funny. Christians in the second century, they didn't understand it. Wasn't for them. Christians in the third, fourth, 15, 16, 17, now we all the way out to the 20th century. Now we're at the 21st century. But now we're getting closer. Closer. Another thing that the Antichrist does in Revelation 13, they say they make an image of the beast and then bring that image to life. Now listen to this, brother. They bring an image of the beast to life. And it is the image of the beast that causes people to get killed if they don't get the mark. It's not the human Antichrist. It's not the false prophet. And then there's another person that's with the Antichrist called the false prophet. Because, see, Satan is, Satan is slick. Satan knows that if he just put a political figure out there, you got a lot of rebellious people. I don't care who it is, I ain't doing it. So what they what he did right alongside the Antichrist, right alongside the Antichrist, excuse my phone. Um, right alongside the Antichrist will be a person called the false prophet. This will be the miracle worker. Who, he'll be the miracle worker to be able to do miracles and he will convince the world that they need to worship the Antichrist as God. See, that's the one who's going to do it. It's going to be the religious guy. So the religious guy and the political guy. And then the two of them come up with this idea where the, actually it's the religious, the false prophet. He says, let's make an image of the beast. And so the image of the beast, how it was probably some type of advanced robotics interface with, with uh, artificial intelligence and some type of uh, all the data because this, it will be the image of the beast that causes people to die. Now, the interesting thing about that is if, if, uh, if the theory is correct and it is some type of automated super technology Items such as advanced robotics, like like Sophia, uh, is a, a, a robot that was having a, a, a conversation with the guy on 60 Minutes, mouth moving and eyes blinking. So when John saw something like that, he would think that was it was it had really come to life. But the bottom line is, if you feed this information into a computer, and you feed the information into a robotic thing that's that's that is uh, interfaced with all of the people's information, it would know 
in an instant of time by scanning who has the mark of the beast and who doesn't have the mark of the beast. It will be the image of the beast that causes people to get killed. In other words, this will be the mechanism in which they spit out the warrants to say, go arrest this person, go arrest this. It'll be done almost like the FBI. The, the FBI right now, they have a computer. If you have a fingerprint, they can take that fingerprint and interface it with all the people's fingerprints that's ever been fingerprinted in the United States. And they can tell you. They can take your DNA now and interface it and say, okay, this is who this person is. So now see, they have the technology and ability to do that. So this is why knowing about this stuff is important, but how do you get the knowledge? You've got to read the Bible. You have to understand this is not a joke. The things that the Bible talked about, particularly in the Middle East, dealing with Israel and Russia and Iran, Iran's chief enemy to this day is Iran. And Persia is mentioned in the Bible in Ezekiel 38 as being one of the nations that's going to come with Russia to attack Israel doing that Armageddon thing. So this, this thing is all I you know, I, I, I want to give uh, the viewers uh, an opportunity uh, to talk and ask some questions. So if you're, if you're on Facebook Live and you have a question for Dr. Wood uh, re regarding this conversation, uh, feel free to, to reach out to him. Uh, I can see your chats or whatever you post. And then for uh, Love Bay Radio, uh, you can call 437-778-3299. 437-778-3299. You know, uh, it's important that you uh, get this book. I, I'm not promoting his book. I don't get a dime for it. But with the wisdom and the knowledge that's in these books, uh, there have been people that, that read his book, you know, the, the first interview. I mean, all of this that you're hearing is in his book and more. I, I, I don't even have the time uh, to, to talk about all of the things that's in his book. And it's only 125 pages, but we got an hour. And again, we probably have to do another show because we're going to do your, your other book as well. But this is just a, a, a vast of knowledge that I believe anybody, Christian or non-Christian, I mean, get the information and then, you know, you know, pray about it and see what God is telling you about, about all of this because it's, it's real. This is not something that you just hear about and you just think, you know, that it's just going to go away or this is just a, a myth or a, a, a friction of our imagination. This is real stuff here. And uh, and you can't, the thing is, you cannot say you don't know because everything that he's saying, you're accountable for. When you hear, you're accountable for. And a lot of times we don't want to be accountable for what we hear. So that's why we shut it off and we don't, you know, but I'm telling you, this is, you know, this is something that I believe that everybody should you take the time, read, listen, because this man has taken a lot of time to put together this information, to write it down, to publish it. And, uh, and I, I just want to commend you. You know, one of the things is why, why we're waiting on some people to, to send some stuff. I want to ask you, what made you write this book? Well, what made me write the 25 questions is, is that video uh, that went viral on the internet uh, that was speaking of the, um, the, uh, uh, the mark of the beast going to be issued in a, in, in, uh, uh, put in a microchip and given in the shots for COVID-19. One of the issues with that is now, where I'm, whereas I'm not, I'm not advocating whether you get it or don't get it. You know, I'm, I'm not, those are medical decisions that you have 
to make for yourself. But just think in terms of this. If you tell people that you, the mark of the beast is going to be in the shot, then the first thing that's going to happen if they believe that they're not going to get it. But, but I can see if a person doesn't get it because of some rational decision they make, but please don't get it off of some bogus information of somebody who don't know what they're talking about. The mark of the beast is not going to be slipped up on you. You can't get the mark of the beast by accident. Your social security number is not the mark of the beast. The bottom line is the mark of the beast will be when you have to go. I don't know how they're going to issue them and, and maybe how they're giving the shots out now. Uh, maybe they'll set up a system for mass doing things. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't claim to know. But all I know is in order to get the mark of the beast, you're going to have to worship the beast. So it's not something that comes in the mail. It's not something that you get in a shot. It's something that you are going to cognizantly know. You're going to know you're doing it. You're going to know you're getting it. And this is why God is going to hold people accountable because what you're actually doing is you're, you're leaguing up with Satan. And so the whole thing, this whole idea, as a matter of fact, let me just drop this on you. The, the, uh, uh, eventually what's going to happen in the Battle of Armageddon, when the Battle of Armageddon, where all the world's armies are going to come to the plain of Megiddo, and uh, Megiddo is actually, Armageddon is a takeoff on the hill of Megiddo. Arm meaning the hill of Megiddo in the plain of Megiddo, which is in which is in uh, uh, which, which is in Israel. It's a big flat land over there. All the armies of the world are going to gather there. They're all going to be brought there. They're all going to be fighting. But at a certain point, they're all going to come together and train their weapons to the heavens because. When the Lord returns, now when the return of the Lord, you can read this in Revelation chapter 19. The Lord is actually going to return and fight in the battle of Armageddon. He's going to destroy all the armies. Okay, number one. But the thing is, is this is how the devil has always played this. You have to understand something about Satan. The Bible calls him in Ephesians, the prince and the power of the air. He controls all of our messaging. This is why what we see on TV and the movies, you notice how things are getting more and more wicked, more and more loose. Things are going to keep going that way. We're going to get, a, this world is going to get really wild. The Bible talks about in the last days, perilous times shall come. But the thing is, one of the biggest genres of sci-fi is Earth being invaded from outer space. You know, whether it's the Klingons or whether it's the Transformers, whether it's Independence Day, that's one of the big things. As a matter of fact, uh, Mr. Hawkins, before he died, he said, if there is intelligent life out there and they did come to the Earth, it would probably turn out bad for humans because that would mean they are more intelligent than we are if they traveled from a distant star and they came to our planet. He said it wouldn't turn out well. He said because the more advanced always dominates and takes over the less advanced. So we, we see that in our own history here on Earth. So, so as people have in their minds to be afraid of what's coming from out there, who's really going to end up invading the world is Christ. Christ is going to come from the heavens with an army, and he's actually going to invade. Uh, and so all of these things, now I know this might sound fantastic to people, but this is why the Bible 
was written. And this is why the word of God is so true. And the prophetic words, just imagine, how could somebody writing in the first century have the wisdom to know about an economic system that people could wear around on their skin? No more credit cards, no more debit cards, no more paper cash, no more identity theft, none of that. It'll all be eliminated. This will be the best economic system the planet has ever known. And people are going to love the Antichrist. They're going to they're gonna follow him. They're going to worship him. And he's going to promise them peace and prosperity. But in order to partake in his global economy, you'll have to get his mark. And you'll have to be able to prove it by wearing it on your right hand or your forehead, just like the Bible says. Mm. Well, you know what? I our time is, is is we're real close. I want you to, to share your information. You know, how can people contact you? One, how can they purchase your book? Two, and, and then I want to ask one more question before we go. Uh, but go ahead and, and I, I want them to understand how they can purchase your information and even contact you if they needed to. Okay, well, you can email me at PhD Ministries. A PhD Ministries, the number 400 at att.net. You can email me and uh, I can send you a copy, an autographed copy of the book. You can go to Amazon and buy it. Uh, my books are available in Walmart. They're available at Amazon. You can get them at Barnes & Noble. You can get them at iTunes. You can get them at Google. You can download it. It's an e-book. Uh, I released it in Canada. You can get it in Kobo. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm at Indigo Chapters in Canada. And uh, I'm overseas. I'm in the UK. I uploaded the, the book all over the world. So you can get it all over the world. But in the United States, iTunes and all of those Amazon, uh, Christian books distributors, Walmart, you can get it. So, uh, but you can also call me and then, and then another thing, I have a podcast called the revelation revolution. You can go to my podcast. It's on Spotify. It's on anchor, Apple, uh, uh, podcast, Google podcast, uh, called the revelation revolution. You can get it. And also I have a YouTube channel revelation, the revelation revolution. Uh, if you want to uh, get more information, uh, our, our uh, 800 number is 877-267-7477. That's 877-267-7477. And, and you can call us and say, I would like to get your book or things like that. And so um, that's, basically, uh, that's basically how you do it. Well, I really appreciate it. Now, you know, you, you said a lot. And, and one of the things you talked about, the only way that you cannot uh, receive this is, is unless you worship the Antichrist and then uh, the market of the beast. And then you talked about uh, this economy, but this economy uh, is going to be in a way that it seems like it's the, it's the norm. So how do you not get the market of the beast? Well, see, this is this is why the message of, of 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 about about doing this is so important. But another thing that God does, and this is the beautiful thing, in Revelation fourteen, God dispatches an angel to the earth to declare to declare from heaven to not. <laughs> People don't know this because they don't read the Bible, but it's actually in the Bible. The Lord sends an angel to the earth. To declare out to the earth, do not get the mark of the beast. So even if Christians aren't available, because Christians at this point are going to be hunted down. People are going to be looking for them. 
Okay? And so, uh, but the Bible guarantees, if you get to Mark of you're going to go to hell. You need to read Revelation chapter 14. Very explicit language there. You can't miss it, you know, uh, if you, even if you wanted to. But that's, how, that's what happens. So it's not that people aren't going to know. People will know because God's going to send an angel. Just in case the preachers can't do it, he's going to send an angel to warn to warn the world not to get the mark of the beast because it is going to be a one-way ticket to destruction. Again, one more time, give your information and then I want you to close it out in prayer. Okay, my information is, you can get a hold of me at PhD Ministries. PhD Ministries, the number 400 altogether at att.net. You can give us a call at 877-267-7477 and tell them I want to copy the book. You can get the book, Revelation Revolution, the Antichrist, Angels, and the Abyss. And you must know the times. Glory to God. This is, you must know the times is the book right here. And Revelation Revolution, the Antichrist, Angels, and the Abyss. You can get, get this book and, um, uh, or call us and we can do that. Okay? All right. Close us in prayer, Dr. Woods. Father, we do thank you in the name of Jesus for your love, mercy, and grace. We thank you once again for being on with Love Bay, Lord God, from Canada. And can we have a conversation, a radio broadcast? We just thank you for them. We thank you for Stuart. We thank you for all of the people that are in his network and all of that. Lord God, continue to bless him. Bless the people that heard this message. Lord God, I'm sure somebody's interest will speak. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, bring that person. Let them call. Let them send an email. Lord God, we'll tell them all about it. Lord God, you put all this information in your word so that people would know so they would not be lost. Because you sent your son, he said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoso ever believeth in him would not perish but have everlasting life. God answer God, you'll be able to answer all the questions at the when when you come back, Lord God, there's so many questions. We have so many whys, but in the meantime, Lord God, keep us through your love, through your grace and your power. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Unmute you. <laughs> They're asking, um, they're asking for you to, to repeat your information again, but they say you got to do it slow. You, you're doing it too fast. They can't write that fast. All right. My phone number is 877-267-7477. You can call us if you want the copy of the book. Glory to God. Uh, my Facebook page is Dennis James Woods. Uh, my uh, uh the email address is PhD Ministries. Spell it out PhD Ministries, the word, the number 400 altogether at att.net. That is PhD Ministries 400 at att.net. And the book is available on just about any major uh, platform or uh, either book. Thank you so much, sir. I appreciate you. Uh, you heard it on Can We Have a Conversation? We thank Love Bay Radio from Canada and all the stations that they, they reach across the globe, all the uh, Caribbean stations. We want to say thank you for joining us. Until the next time, go with God as he goes with you. God bless you. <laughs>